0: plushcare.com/weightloss
1: I deserve a medal for podcasting. It's time for Must-See TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from I Love Lucy to News Radio, I'm Your TV Guide, Brett White, and I'm also a reporter producer for Decider.com. And welcome to part I think this is part 4? 5? You know what? I've lost count. I think this is part 5 of the quarantine era. Uh, which means you're not gonna hear any music, and you're not gonna hear any audio clips, you're just gonna hear fun, friendly, frantic, frazzled conversation between three people trapped in a living hell, talking about an era that, you know what, if you'd asked me a year ago, would it be better to live in 1958, I would've said no. Now? Not looking so bad. Uh, this week I am joined by Patrick Kotner, Hi. (laughs) And Ramsey S., Hello. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, would you rather live in 1958 or 2020? Uh, I mean, I would have gone to Vietnam if it was 58, so <laughs> I feel
2: maybe 2020.
3: Oh, that's true.
2: Mm. You know, Wait. there's a lot of stuff coming up.
3: Wait, so I but if I am 58, but that's a good point.
2: If I'm 35 yeah, in 1958, because I would have been I'd be like 40. They were not bringing me to Vietnam. A
3: 40 no. year old that
1: no, I think
2: we're yeah.
3: fine. I think we're skating through.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, yeah, my, my, my flat feet and my awful vision. I think I'm pretty safe either way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to 58. <laughs> yeah, so I'm fine with 1958. God, yeah. yeah. But
1: um Patrick, the last time you were on, you were talking about happy days. Yeah.
2: This which was set in the good 50s. Three. Good so far. Yeah. <laughs> and this George and Leo and uh Happy Days big 3.
1: Yeah, the, the three. <laughs> yeah, the big, the, the mighty triumvirate of uh, sitcom history. Um, the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, and Ramsey talked about I Love Lucy the last time. That's right. So you're basically my 1950s sitcom historian, like expert <laughs> on tap.
3: <laughs> Happy to be there.
1: <laughs> yeah. So this week we were traveling to April 23rd, 1958. The young lions ruled the box office. Twilight Time by The Platters topped the charts. And NBC aired the Father Knows Best episode, A Medal for Margaret. Uh, Patrick and Ramsey, you must have seen A Medal for Margaret before today.
3: Heavy <laughs> rotation
1: at <if> the Connor house. <laughs> <helpful>. Absolutely. <laughs> Every time I get a trophy, I watch that episode. <laughs> <laughs> so rarely for me. Um, oh. What is everyone's history with Father Knows Best outside of it just being like a punchline for when people are making fun of sitcoms in like sitcoms from the 70s
2: yeah total punchline i i knew it existed i maybe knew jane wyatt was the star but like that's pretty much it
1: yeah
3: nothing i I knew that uh the the woman who played betty i knew became an old woman and was on get a life as chris elliott's mom oh Uh, but that's all i got (laughs) Uh, i had never seen an episode before
1: so i've only discovered it um when I was doing when I was doing when I do my annual holiday watches, I try to go in like chronological order and so like sitcoms from the fifties are just hard to find, period. I love Lucy you can find, but then like other than that, it gets really dicey trying to find anything. Uh but Amazon yeah. has uh Donna Reed Show and Father Knows Best and Um I think uh Danny Thomas slash make room for daddy is on Tubi. If anyone's <laughs> oh. into Tubi TV life, um <laughs> <laughs> so I started watching some Father father's best because of that. And uh, let me tell you 50 sitcoms are a different beast. This yeah. is, this is some gentle, gentle storytelling.
3: Yeah. Gentle is exactly the word. It, it's also hard to not constantly think about how the, it's, it's definitely being filmed with like cameras, mm-hmm. but there's definitely people laughing through the whole thing. And mm-hmm. it's hard to kind of separate that in, in your brain. It also,
2: it feels earlier than 58. Yeah. I don't know why. In my head, I like when you said 58, I was like, whoa, that's, I assumed it was like 53 or
1: 54, which <laughs> I know is very early. But that's, in my head, that's just what it was. Well, but it is weird that, so comparing this to I Love Lucy, which it is, it just shows how groundbreaking I Love Lucy was. Because, like, you watch an episode of I Love Lucy now, and I'm doing that a lot right now um the jokes are still funny the physical comedy is still like a thing to marvel at and there is a real live audience energy to the show because it's very it is very clearly being shot on a soundstage in front of an audience and so it's so weird that like i love lucy came and went and then they this this like why is this what what is this (laughs) they learned nothing
3: did uh do you happen to know off the top of your head if leave it to beaver was before this or after this
1: uh, well, this is season four. So let me see. Uh, leave it to Beaver. So Father Knows Best was a radio show first up until 1954 when it then jumped to TV. Leave it to Beaver started in 1957. So yeah. it was unlike uh, season one or two at this point. It might have been season one at this point. So, yeah, this is they overlapping feel,
3: with Leave it to Beaver. They feel very similar to me in yeah. that regard. Yeah. Like maybe that gentleness wore off. Yeah, it's very strange.
1: Uh I always say that like these fifty sitcoms just feel like half hour dramas with kids. <laughs> <laughs> like they're not funny. Like there are no real jokes in it. No. What
2: what was your were there any big laughs in this episode for you?
3: <laughs> no. Right? No. No. <laughs> uh, I I think I laughed more at it than with it when there was <laughs> yeah. a close-up shot of a stranger pulling a fishing lure out of a woman's butt.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, and yeah. it's also weird that Father Knows Best was never a Nick at Night show. Do you think it was
2: too... No, but I love Lucy. I was gonna say too old. No, because like I love Lucy I and Donna know.
1: Reed uh, were definitely... Um, and also, uh, when was um, Patty Duke?
3: Wait, was that uh, called the Patty Duke feels show? similar.
1: 63
3: yeah. to 66 so was oh, like a little bit
1: later but like Donna Reed and I Love Lucy were on Nick at Night so it is weird that like Father Knows Best wasn't because that's also like one of the you know pillars of fifty sitcoms and it wasn't so I never right. watched it then you know what kid me wouldn't have liked it anyway so sorry so <laughs> it's fine it doesn't matter yeah So this week on Must Have Scene TV, we're going to be talking about the Father Knows Best episode of Metal for Margaret. It is the 28th episode of Season 4, and it was written by the Emmy nominated for this episode, Roswell Rogers, and directed by Peter Tewksbury. Here's how Amazon describes the episode. Bud wins awards from track, and the family talks about all the metals, with a T, ribbons and plaques stored in drawers. They decide to build a trophy case. Everyone has something to give except Margaret. She sets out to win something. How accurate is that description and how bad is that writing?
3: <laughs> it, it feels like uh, an Amazon robot put it together in very simple, simple sentences for readers.
1: Yeah, I was <laughs> like, there's no panache there. There's no pizzazz. Yeah. I'm telling you, that synopsis, not winning an Emmy. But it is is—it is accurate. <laughs> I'll tell you that.
2: Now... So- he, uh, Brett, you know this. Ramsey, you don't. I, right now, I'm watching all of the theatrically released films on Disney Plus in chronological
1: order, and this is That's including live action and record. everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, everything. Wow. Are you also including uh, like the Fox movies that Disney has snuck onto Disney Plus? Everything. Jesus Christ! Wow. And you were doing this before everything. the quarantine as well. <laughs> This is not a quarantine project.
2: launched. This, this is a normal thing for me. But I want to say that Peter Tewksbury, the guy who directed this movie, directed one of my least favorite movies that I've watched so far in that Disney Plus run. Oh my god! It's a movie called Emile and the Detectives* from 1963, and it's very boring. That's all. <laughs> I just wanted to bring that up.
1: Wow! do so watch Emil and the Detectives* if you're. Jeez. Well, yeah. This is yeah. um. This is where you got to start. <laughs> directing yeah, yeah. very milk toast <laughs> yeah. episodes of father knows best. Oh. I mean apologies also to all the um fkb heads out there <laughs> <laughs> that have been anxious for someone to talk about fkb and then these three assholes come along and we're just going to dunk all over it. Now you're um, right
2: because now they're all stuck at now they're all stuck at home and their grandkids have to explain how to use the podcast
3: app. Yeah. So they're <laughs> going to be
1: I saw you, you guys that are forgetting. someone was talking about FKB. I need to hear this.
3: <laughs> it sounds like you guys haven't listened to the long-running Father Knows Best show with Tom Sharpling. Oh. It's <laughs> one of the greatest podcasts.
1: Oh, oh boo. <laughs> that should be, some, that should be <laughs> some art. Some fan art of that. Um. So, yeah. So, like, the episode opens with not... Like, there's no theme song to this. It is just, like, some... Innocuous music with like a narrator being like, Father knows best, just starring name, name, name. Like,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very strange. Already, it. They're already leaning into the like, uh, full house, everyone look at the camera and smile, too many cooks. Like, they're doing the
1: thing already, which is fascinating to like see it happening so early. I'm also watching a lot of family ties right now. Um, yeah, because I'm my quarantine was this before the quarantine as well did am i doing my stupid thing is that also a quarantine thing i think it's before (laughs) i'm watching an episode from the 50s 60s 70s 80s and 90s but all exactly 10 years apart using i love lucy as the framework so like i watch the next episode of i love lucy and then i'll go to like that exact same date 10 years later 10 years later 10 years later um and so it's a lot of like i love lucy dick van dyke brady bunch odd couple mary teller moore Family ties, taxi, cheers, and then family matters. And so like watching sure. family ties in like those 80s family sitcoms, it, it really does feel like this weird sudden throwback to the 50s where like their jokes, they're not there to write jokes. They're there to write yeah. morality plays with like cool teens.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's, it's just, it is very weird watching this. I'm like, yeah, it feels so in line with those 80s sitcoms that I'm like, yeah. if yeah.
3: on. huh the I ep- kept thinking about this. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go for it. In the, in the context of this being an Emmy-nominated show, <laughs> uh, I, I kept <laughs> wondering, like, was this the 1950s version of, like, a woke Emmy vote of, like, oh, this one's all about how ladies can do things, too, and we should recognize them. That's exactly what I was thinking when I, I was think, watching it.
1: Yeah,
2: I think it might be I'm that. What is the, like what is the thing for this episode? Like, what is the thing that people are like, oh, oh my gosh, this is great. And I was thinking maybe it's at the end when they're all like being like, mom, we love you, you're the best. And I was like, is this what they're like? Oh my gosh, those kids are such great actors. Like,
1: I couldn't <laughs> figure it
2: out. And that's, yeah, that was the thing I kept coming back to though.
1: Yeah, so like the episode opens and like the, I was shocked at how fast it started and then it kind of settled <laughs> into being very, but like it opens up and it's just like, Bud is back from a track meet. He has a shit ton of medals. And everyone's like, oh, my God, medals are fucking awesome. I have all these medals, too. We should build a metal (laughs) case in the basement. We should put your it's like, oh, my God. Like, everyone just gets metal mania. All of a sudden.
3: (laughs) Have either of you ever gotten a medal? I've gotten a trophy once, but I've never gotten a medal.
2: We uh, I think when I was playing soccer when I was a kid, instead of trophies one year, maybe as a cost cutting measure, they gave us medals on like ribbons like it was like a, it had like a soccer ball going into a net or something like that Um but I think that's the only one I can't imagine any other time when I would have gotten something like that
1: um I have a wizard right. fan right. award right. that around. I did that I did not win but was uh, given to me as garbage basically <laughs> so I <we> have that <laughs> <laughs> no it was uh yeah um I it is garbage it was not it was like it was a good gift but it was like it was just someone found it uh What I mean, my life is a trophy.
2: Brett, I feel like we need to tell the listener that you are looking around your apartment to see if you have any medals. I
1: know. I'm like, what's in here? Where's my trophy case? Where's my trophy case? I mean, honestly, my trophy is just all these Star Wars figures. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. I won Best Costume at the Wizard Magazine Costume Contest in
3: 2008.
1: What was it? My costume? I was a New Mutant. Of I was a I was myself as a member of the New Mutants. Great, uh, <laughs> congratulations! A, yeah, so you know can't put that in the case downstairs, but then like the mom <laughs> is like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't have you know any medals. That's totally fine. I am happy to cook for all you winners. <laughs> I have no skills. I'm not good at anything. That is
3: basically what she says. Yeah, I will times. provide energy to fuel more metal collecting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but what is weird is like i don't actually think she gave a fuck no she didn't care she was like yeah okay cool yeah yeah, guys the entire episode is all of the rest of the family projecting anxiety on the mother and then driving her into a frenzy to do something that she (laughs) doesn't want to do she just she says i just want them to shut up essentially
3: (laughs) (laughs) this is What, what what is something around the house that i could use to earn a medal a fly fishing rod of course absolutely <laughs> so later like the
1: mom is talking to her gal pal for some reason i think it's because we're all quarantining our homes it's got me thinking about the plot of the 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 plight of the um classic housewife sure. uh of just like oh yeah they were home mm-hmm. yeah for like 10 hours a day by themselves what the like i don't know for some reason just being at home all the time got me thinking like oh yeah for decades women were expected to see all their family off into the world and then just
3: sit alone
1: yeah the
3: fuck uh, yeah uh, there's a later scene where everybody comes home and is just instantly so dinner right yeah dinner is <laughs> ready now
1: it's like you haven't had autonomy all day or a life of your own. Um, So during the day, she's talking to her neighbor and they're both like talking and she asks like, well, Margaret asks, have you ever won a prize? And the neighbor friend is like, she won a prize for push-ups at some point in high school. It's just fun, I guess. I don't know.
3: (laughs) I was immediately struck by both of these characters having a transatlantic accent. Oh yeah. No one else has. (laughs) <laughs> yeah jane wyatt's
1: voice i literally wrote right here jane Wyatt wyatt's voice she has a really like what
3: is that yeah, uh, yeah. like the katherine hepburn sort of school of acting sort of accent that doesn't exist anywhere in the real world except in film and television during this time yeah she's from new jersey <laughs> what yeah.
1: is that how it's new jersey people new that's how they talk back then where is this show set <laughs> i don't know I mean, America. That's a uh, good question. Yeah, you know. Oh wait, I'll
2: tell you this. Uh, Midwestern town of Springfield. Oh my God, they Simpsons. They Live in the Simpsons town.
1: Must be. It all makes sense now. <laughs> Is there an episode of The Simpsons where it's kind of like the end of Planet of the Apes, where they go to that like cave and they like they find her fly fishing rod and they're like, <laughs> someone lived here. Damn you! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And this is where Margaret essentially tells her friend like, yeah, I just need to win a medal to get them off my ass. (laughs) (laughs) I want someone to redub this episode with just (laughs) modern dialogue like, my fucking kids won't stop hounding me.
2: (laughs) I have so many goddamn medals and they won't leave me alone.
1: (laughs) And this is where her friend is like, well, every year in the spring they have a women's fly casting tournament and most of the women are
3: horrible, so you could win that. (laughs) You're shooting. <laughs> you're, you're better that you have the slightest amount of talent. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, that's a real that uh, is a really funny joke, actually, but it wasn't a joke. There yeah. is a way you can write that line and deliver that line where it is actually really funny, like like we just did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't how do that. that do you think Jane, how old do you think Jane Wyatt was in that episode?
1: Hmm. I mean, should I look it up now?
2: No, no, I don't want you to look it up. Just take a guess.
1: How so? um,
3: Thirty, thirty-nine. Uh, I'm gonna give like my honest impression and say like forty-one. She's forty-eight. Oh, oh oh my god! Isn't that crazy? Okay, yeah.
1: Well, that makes a little. I was,
3: I was assuming
1: that the character like, got married, like, right out of high school and, like, had their first yeah. kid at, like, like, just right away. So I was, like, 39. Yeah. So oh, 48 is more nine. like her and Jim? Yeah.
3: Right? Jim, I think. Yeah. yeah.
1: Got married
3: yeah. and, um, like, waited a little while, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was expecting, like, when I watch Seinfeld now and realize that they're all younger than me and how weird that is. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I thought it was gonna be the opposite Case here,
1: yeah. Well, and it's also hard yeah, to no. tell ages because I mean, like, how old is like Robert Young in this? Because he Robert. looks old. Robert Young is fifty one. Wow! Oh, so they're about the same age. Yeah,
2: he's three years older, but his they son- both lived into their
1: nineties. Wow! Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. So <laughs> I also want to ask. So, like, did y'all catch that? Um. Oh God, what's his name? So I'm trying to figure out how they set on fly fishing as the thing to do. And let me make sure. Cliff Wyatt, I think, is a real fly fisherman champion. Yeah. I I, thought that was the
2: case. I've gone down a Google rabbit hole since watching it. Please. And I'm on a website called ClassicFlyRodForum.com. Oh. And it's a bunch of old men being like, I just bought the DVD set for season four of Father Knows Best. And there's an episode with Cliff Wyatt. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I didn't even think about that. I'll have to look into it. And (laughs) Truly, it's the best. And then the last comment on it is, I'm sitting here wondering the average age of the participants in this thread and chuckling at the diminished memories of all those involved. Rock on, dudes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, make sure you plug this episode in the forum, create an account. But you need to make sure that you post, you need need to do like 30 posts before you do that one so you look like an authentic member
3: of the community yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah, long yeah. game i mean those 30 posts can just be you explaining what a podcast is and how to <laughs> <you> download one <laughs> setting it up perfectly <laughs>
2: prime the pump it's been a solid 10 years since
1: anyone's commented on this stuff <laughs> oh, like, they're all a lot of them might be dead they might yeah, be true. so Star i'm wondering did, were they like was like cliff wyatt's i don't know agent like cliff baby you got so much charisma we need to get you in front of cameras and they're like yeah, and then the agent is literally like fishing for roles, and then like Father yeah. Knows Best bites, and they're like, "Well, let's do this." Because it it I cannot imagine a scenario where fly fishing is what they jump to first without having the guest booked, and they're like, "We have to build an episode around this guy."
3: They're stunt casting. <laughs> like everybody loves this Cliff guy. <laughs> well,
1: that was also what I was.
2: thinking. I was like, "Is that why they won the Emmy? They were stunt casting." Oh. <laughs> But then I Googled Wyatt and everyone who's talking about the episode was like, I don't know. I think he was a fly fisherman from that time. Like everyone, no one really knows who he is. So I was like, maybe that's just some like famous guy from the fifties that I missed. Like, I just don't know who he is. And everyone is like, I don't know. He was a, he was a fisherman, I guess.
3: I wonder if he was like a friend. uh, That that could very well be like just somebody knew him. When he was giving those first instructions, it was just so like. Bing, bang, bang, where it was either I knew it was either made up fly fishing instructions or this guy had to be the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down that he truly has a fly fisherman's
1: acting skills. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. When I when I was
2: watching it, I was like, this guy, good for this show for getting some actor who feels like a real person. And then I was like, no, it's just the guy playing himself. No, yeah. no he's
1: not an actor. Yeah.
3: So so it's basically she, like Wilfred Brimley's inspiration, I think. Yeah. Plus mustache.
1: <laughs> yeah. So she immediately yeah. settles and, like, yep, fly fishing is exactly what I need to do. Not and I guess it is cool that it wasn't like a baking contest or like yeah. it, it is it is actually kind of playing with gender norms a little bit. So like, that's cool, especially for 1958. Um she does she has to borrow her husband's rod and she goes out there and there's a lot of rod talk, like they know. The, the guy is impressed by the rod. There's like details about the rod thrown out
3: there. I have the words. It'll cause problems in your marriage. Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah, the words choking ch- a ch- snake
1: ch- written down. Like oh, you're choking a snake. Yeah, like,
3: don't hold it like you're choking a snake. That was which good, yeah. apparently is something mm-hmm. people had to do in 58. <laughs> 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 yeah. In 2020, we don't have to choke snakes a lot. So
1: I guess we're better off now. <laughs> Um, so her, during her first cast She catches herself and then like you said The laugh out loud moment Him getting the <laughs> yeah. the fly Out of her
3: butt I just was surprised That it was a strange man Being allowed to do this on camera uh, <laughs> In a pretty close Shot of her butt Yeah, It, it just yeah. surprised me I was scandalized is what I'm trying to say I mean she <laughs> won Emmys for this role
1: She's a big deal Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think she's like, I got
2: the Emmys. You can do a close up on my butt. I know the Emmys are coming. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm an actor. This is what actors do.
2: Um, (laughs) A lot of butt jokes. There were a few butt jokes in this episode.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess if you have, like, uh, fly fishing involved, there's going to be a lot of sitting on the hooks. Home Alone style. You gotta. (laughs) So she rushes (laughs) home. She's putting the rod away on the basement. And then Bud, her. What do we think about Bud? What's our impressions of this kid?
3: He's like an average of Wally and Beaver. Yeah. (laughs) Just kind of bland. Yeah. Maybe a little smartass, but not quite enough to be interesting. Yeah,
1: that seems about right. That honestly seems about right you could describe every character on this show that way. Like, they're almost a character, but mostly they're just there to say, like, lines and move the plot along. Yeah. Yeah. So he catches her coming out of the basement from where she was hiding the thing, and then he's, like, convinced that she is down there, basically just, like, ogling the in-progress <laughs> metal cabinet. And she's getting more, like, or he's getting more, like, we have to do something. She's freaking out about these metals! Which is, like... bob has got metal fever. Yeah! You guys are all projecting, um... <laughs> the dad goes down there, and he notices that someone's messing with his fly rod, and he's like, who's messing with my fly rod? There's a lot of fly rod talk I, right here. I, I wrote he down... Went through, he went through everybody. Yeah.
2: being like, can't be this person. Eliminating. Can't be
1: this person. Can't be this person. And then you seven minutes suspects.
2: later, he's like, it's gotta be you, and it was the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
3: I wrote that there was a dramatic musical sting when D- dad discovers the fly rod, which... <laughs> with some nice radio show leftovers i think
1: (laughs) (laughs) did you guys read any so i read the wikipedia page and it talked a lot about the radio show version and like according to that like all the characters were totally different um like the dad was a jerk and he called his kids stupid all the time (laughs) and like
3: they they like softened it up a lot for tv I listened huh. to an episode of that as well, and it's it's really jarring. It It feels like a very different show. The wow. entire plot of the one I listened to was uh, Dad says, everybody has to stay home tonight because I'm sick of everybody going out, and then he gets the call that he's supposed to play cards tonight, and it's just him trying to back out of it. How long is that? Half hour.
1: <gasps> wow, that's some patience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like That's a lot of time. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, 11 minutes
3: Uh, There's a couple ads in the middle too that you can fast-forward through wow This is a really
2: fun. I am reading the Wikipedia the radio description right now, and it's like uh, Bud is always shown to be a somewhat dim boy who takes everything literally for example Jim (laughs) might say go jump in a lake to which bud would reply okay dad Which lake should I go jump into and he also uses the phrase holy cow to express displeasure? See wild
1: those are character traits that the show could have used Yeah, I think. So we get to we get another lesson scene at this. So like after the first time, I thought, okay, cool. Cliff White got his contractually obligated two minute scene. (laughs) We're going to move on. She's going to try something else. And I'm like, oh, no, we're sticking with this fly fishing gig. Like she's back for lesson two. She catches his hat with the hook thing. Like, I'm
3: like, we're not letting this go. She's really going to do this. He did not have that hat before, right? I don't think so. I'll I think get. that was just, just a pure prop hat. Yeah. just Just so it can go in the lake.
2: You don't so, think it was a Cliff White original?
3: <laughs> Not my like own wardrobe? I don't think that was a Cliff White. And I'm going to take to the forums to find out. <laughs> Cliff Wyatt hat gate. Um,
1: so the next scene is like after lesson number two, uh, Margaret is talking to her neighbor gal pal. And I just want to point out that Bud nearly just like flattens her with his insane looking. Flame painted hot rod. Yeah, like she's standing in the driveway, and then his car just barrels in right behind her. And now I'm remember I'm I'm realizing also Jane Wyatt was almost run over by that car because that car was definitely physically right there. Yeah,
3: (laughs) just seeing an actual car drive onto a sitcom set was very surprising to me. Yeah,
1: especially one that looked like that looked almost like the kind of car like the Munsters would drive. Like it was so it was such a jalopy with like what looked like hand painted flames in black and white. So I couldn't tell, but it looked like a flame pattern around the front of it. And I'm like, that car had to have been a plot point in a previous episode because you don't just have an insane looking car like that for the teenager and not build an episode around it. (laughs) I'm sure you're right. God. Uh, this time she runs back in, she hides the rod in the kitchen because everyone's coming home and they need food. Uh, Mm -hmm. And while okay, so like while she runs away to like go get changed into her like I guess cooking dress,
3: because <laughs> when yeah, she I comes back she's fly wearing... fish and sweats.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, this is when the dad the dad finds the rod under the sink, and then the daughter the oldest daughter walks in, and having fully broken the law by opening the mail, opening her mother's <laughs> mail, and is just reading it out to people. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I didn't think about that. You're absolutely right. That's a federal <laughs> offense. Yeah,
1: like she's like, someone named Cliff Wyatt just entered uh, Miss... What's their last name? Anderson? Are they the Andersons? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Miss Anderson into the fly-fishing contest, and maybe maybe it was addressed to Miss Anderson, and <laughs> she assumed that the <laughs> Miss Anderson was her, and not her yeah. mother, who gets There's all the... There's ma- three of them. <laughs> there is three. Or your sister,
3: yeah. <laughs> you just role-played as Betty's lawyer, I think. Yeah
1: <laughs> So what is wild is that Instead of like telling her Like oh hey we saw this We're, you know, we're totally supportive They're like no she obviously doesn't want us to know Don't tell mm-hmm. her uh, Honey forge your mother's signature <laughs> 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 So she can get entered into the
3: contest <laughs> You're already going to jail What's another crime Yeah
1: just <laughs> uh, So uh, Next up we have the third and I guess final practice scene where she is fly fishing into targets. Yeah. And doing a good job at top of too. there.
2: She's really she's
1: getting it. What do y'all know about she's fly fishing? Like... <laughs> Again, nothing. I this... am <laughs> like is this a normal like sport part of fly fishing is getting the thing into the hoops? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> it feels like a video game
2: thing. Like, in a video yes. game where you have to learn fly fishing, and it's like, just get it through this hole! And you're like, okay! <laughs> That's what it feels like.
3: Yeah. If if all the women are supposedly really awful at fly fishing at this competition, she's working way too hard. Like, oh. she could have stopped yeah. after yeah. lesson two. Way too hard.
1: <laughs> but Margaret, um, is a go-getter. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think, well, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second because Margaret deserves a lot more medals than, um... Uh, <laughs> What else did uh trip Oh, so then she's running back. She's coming back home from her third uh lesson and she's so excited. She's running to tell her lady friend about it, and she trips on the stairs and immediately like and screams like, I broke my arm mm-hmm.
3: <laughs>
1: But she just sprained mm-hmm. it. But like what a turn. You guys were shocked, right? Yeah. It came out of, it did feel like it came out of nowhere.
3: I, had I, yeah, I actually I didn't expect it.
2: I looked away for one second, and then I heard her screaming, oh, and I was man. like, "Whoa, hang on, hang on, hang on!" I had to go back and be like,
1: "Oh, okay, we're taking this twist very late in this episode." Yeah, I will say I did. um Around this time is when I was like, "Oh my god, we're gonna have to watch a fly fishing tournament." <laughs> like I actually was like, "Oh no!" And then so when she broke her, when she sprained her arm, I was kind of like, "Oh, thank God, we don't have to yeah. go watch that." <laughs> But also, Your you know, the evil, writers bro. were like, we're not going to build woman. that set.
3: <laughs> That's <laughs> true. They did build a forest scene and a basement that I'm, I'm betting they haven't used that basement before. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that outside with a car to drive on it. Right. That's a lot. lot of room. So this is when, like, she is upstairs. She's sprained her arm. She's in a sling. She's waiting for her dinner. And the the Kathy, the youngest daughter, comes up there and is like, hi, here's a blue ribbon I want you to, like, she's, the family is still shoving medals in her face, trying to give her medals. And she's essentially just yeah. like, leave me the fuck a lot, stop.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like, and so the dad is like, downstairs, is like, to the kids, it's like. I know, I have an idea. You, go get a typewriter. You, go get some cardboard. We're going to give her the biggest surprise of her life. Dun, 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 act break. What did (laughs) y'all... Is the surprise that she got the surprise you thought she was going to
3: get? I assumed they were going to make a plaque or a trophy or something like that.
2: Which they kind of did, but then they also did a parody of the biggest show of the day, you yeah. know, so you get the double surprise. Oh,
1: maybe that's also why I was nominated for an Emmy. Stunt casting, topical, mm. like, it's kind of yeah, like the Cops yeah, episode yeah. of X-Files, and then the This Is Your Life episode <laughs> of Father Knows Best. <laughs> <laughs> you can say X-Cops. We know the name of the episode. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also, like, the entire episode, I'm like, guys, just give her a medal for being a great mom. I'm like, yeah, why is yeah. that not like leap one you take in the first yeah. five minutes? Like, she doesn't have a medal? Well, obviously you're the best mom. Boom. Here's just pray- showering you with medals for all, like, the dinners we make you cook, the socks we make you darn, the, yeah. I don't know, dog we make you wash.
2: Crap. That's all we need. There we go. <laughs> End of episode.
3: Done. done. Uh, uh, I know we're, I, I might be jumping ahead slightly to a, uh, one of the awards that she does get yes. during the This Is Your Life but it feels kind of condescending to use a frying pan as an award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, if like, I was the mom, I'd be like, that was our frying
2: pan. Yeah. <laughs> Why was... did you do that? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Now so you're going gonna... to burn the bottom of this frying pan with this paint that you put on. Yeah. <laughs> We're
1: going to get Noxus fumes <laughs> or... Yeah, so they, like, drag her downstairs with her arm in a sling, sit her down, and then the dad comes out with... I wrote down a weird microphone What was that device? Was that a thing he was using as a microphone or was it a
3: 1950s like tape recorder? I think it was a tin can on like a post that was meant to look like a broadcast microphone. Like they they do it yourself. Did one? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was really it was uh, very strange. And then like the dad was the father who knows who knows best was always very adamant on like (laughs) handing it like talk into this. Don't break the illusion. (laughs)
3: Yeah, he's a good broadcaster. Yeah. He's, he got to start radio.
1: Yeah. Also, I noted that... So, like, he has this big book, and he's like, this is your life, and he's reading from it. And I was like, the pages looked handwritten, so why did he mm-hmm. need a typewriter? Boom. It's a great yeah. Boom. I should marvel no prize you're poking, that. You're
2: poking holes all through this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, also, like, I'm really glad they gave her some awards, because the first page or whatever of the this is your life thing is like i don't think he knows his wife <laughs> it was all well, so generic
2: very progressive of them though to say that her life began when she was born
1: yeah you yeah. know That's really uh, good the 50s. he did That's say like interesting boy. you were born <laughs> you did a lot of things you didn't win medals for them and then you got married yeah, and
2: then you got married and that was it yeah
1: so then they add, they introduce the eldest child um which you notice like she ran off and then she came back she like ran off stage mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the voiceovers they did from the kitchen or whatever were very
3: strange. Yes. I don't yeah, know. that was a direct parody of This is your life, Like yeah. that's the effect that they would use on that but there's no way to justify that within the Father Knows Best verse. No.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> if someone has like a talk boy where they this is your life setting on it. Yeah. <laughs> so the eldest tells a story about how like she was going to a costume party and at the last minute she like fucked up her costume and so the mom like hastily made her a new costume with which she won first prize. To which I say mm-hmm. that prize should have gone to the mom immediately ten years ago.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The prize isn't for wearing it. No. <laughs>
1: The Project Runway models don't win the money. They just want to spread a a magazine. That's <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but th- that's the award that she gets the frying pan with um, Most Valuable Mom written on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The classic Very MVM. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Not really connected to her story at all, though. No. That's, like, true. that's true. If you're going to tell that story, like, put it on a t-shirt or something.
1: Yeah. Right. Or have it in, like, the shape of a ghost. Or, like, on a yeah, little pumpkin, yeah, yeah. maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, the, the middle child, uh, like, comes on, and he's, like, tells a story about how what, it was, like, raining, and he didn't deliver his papers, and so she did it for him. Uh, <laughs> which is... Really? That's a
3: grisly act. That's a feat. That's a physical feat. And a bad yeah. lesson for him. Yeah. Like he, yeah. He's gonna learn that he can just coast. Yeah. <laughs> also, just... Not-
1: None of these stories were good stories. No. Uh, yeah. For this, it's she gets like, a, a mug that says boy's best friend. <laughs> <The> boy's <laughs> best friend is his mother. Yeah. And then that's, that's how he yeah. became that's, that's how psycho. Yeah. Uh, and then then <laughs> Kathy, Kathy tells a story I couldn't... Rap, like, it was a bake sale and like the teacher was like, your mom is the best or something? Yeah. What My, is Kathy's... You just stopped class. <laughs> yeah. To, to <laughs> announce how... How much she loves your mom. And then she finally gave her that blue ribbon. So, like, mm-hmm. she finally pawned off that blue ribbon. And then Can the surprise. We, uh,
2: oh, what? No, I was just going to say do you mind if we take a brief sidetrack yes. into Kathy's Wikipedia page? Oh, please. Oh. It's kind of sad, but I want to read it. The actress? Yes. Uh,. Early in 1981, another newspaper reported when acting roles failed to materialize, Chapin found work as a flight attendant, dog groomer, insurance claim expert, car hop and cocktail waitress. Chapin married at age 16 and was divorced at 18. So she had separated with her husband within two years and they divorced five years later. She became a drug addict and was sent to a psychiatric institution after she attempted suicide. In addition to using drugs, she sold them in San Francisco and was arrested for forging a check in Hollywood. She acknowledged that was the beginning of several years in and out of jail. So then later career goes into this. (laughs) In the early 1980s, Chapin taught natural childbirth and worked for a brokerage firm. In 1989, she co-authored a book. Currently, she manages singers and actors and performs a live interactive version of Father Knows Best for Cruise Lines conventions and other events she is a licensed and ordained ev- uh, evangelist as well
1: Whoa. what a fucking life and also what the hell does interactive father knows best look like don't know that's what i wanted to get to
2: because i was fascinated by that
3: guys are we gonna do this cruise yeah i
1: think, I think we have like- <laughs>
2: She also didn't act between 1980 and 2016, and she's on a show now called School Bus Diaries. And the description is, you never know what outrageous pranks or devastating drama will occur when you combine kids and teens like the characters from The Little Rascals, Annie, Home Alone, Bad News Bears, Duh Jammies, Madeline, Madeline, and Mean Girl, and put them all on a school bus at the same time. Oh, it's like a YouTube
1: series I don't know is she the yeah
2: i think it's probably a digital thing
1: yeah i'm looking at it right now it's on youtube great is she the school bus episode no. <laughs> god i also like I, I did the father know best in this episode
3: <laughs> uh he came up with this good parody yeah i guess it's uh... true which is better than just, like, shoving a ribbon in, in her face over and over again. <laughs> it's was proactive. I... Can I point out one quick lazy move by the script here? Oh, I mean, yeah, if you want to dent this Emmy-nominated script. <laughs> Everybody, uh, they have that weird, this is your life voiceover that we were talking about. Um, except for the youngest who, like, blanks on her line. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the the dad says oh that was our best joke too and we never hear what it is no so it's just like
1: oh it was gonna be good oh well he introduces her as Scarlett yeah. o'hara though yeah which is a weird like i guess the joke involved gone with the wind
3: <laughs> I, I don't, don't know.
1: know um Neither. but then the surprise is the cliff wyatt is back and he's also there and that was a real surprise to her because that's all she also found out that they um opened her mail (laughs) she found out they knew her whole plan and then he told her that she was legitimately like his best pupil right he didn't qualify that with like best woman pupil did he and
2: she did she got a little like uh choked up over like she was like
1: oh my gosh that's so nice yeah but and they gave her a fly a fly fishing rod
3: yeah, she's gonna that's I assume seasons 5 and 6 are all about her fly fishing career. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, this this episode changes the entire course of the series.
1: <laughs> and then the dad sits down, he sits on a a fly, what are they called? A hook? A uh, lure? A lure. Maybe. He sits on a lure. Yeah. May have to like get it out. You know, that really takes the wind out of his sails. He's been like, you know, oh, he got humiliated. They kiss. <laughs> The episode is done. We all learned something.
3: In case this was seen as progressive for the time, I do want to point out that the next episode was called The Weaker Sex and is all about using one's feminine wiles to ensnare a date to a prom. <laughs> <laughs> so they kind of got rid of that real quick.
1: Yeah, they were like, good, okay, yeah, we got the award bait out of the way. Now back to business as
2: usual.
1: <laughs> uh are y'all ready for some must-have facts? Yes,
2: yes. please.
0: Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so the ratings for this episode, I uh, had a 20. For, so for the season is all I could find because this is so old. Um, 27.7 rating. Which is a lot. Because uh, again, not many things on television. <laughs> but for the season, it was ranked 23rd for the season. Um, oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, shit was a lot more popping than this show at that time. Yeah. <laughs> but, so like... Uh, Do you so, know what number one was? Yeah, the top five shows of the year were I've Got a Secret at five. Number four was Have Gun, Will Travel. Number three was Tales of Wells Fargo. Number two was The Danny Thomas Show slash Make Room for Daddy.
3: Mm.
1: And number one was Gunsmoke. Mm. People love their Westerns. What a boring top five. Yeah. I mean, so like the lineup that this aired as part of uh, the NBC Wednesday night lineup um, started off with Wagon Train. Then it went to Father Knows Best. And then we had the Craft Television Theater. And then mm. the night ended with This Is Your Life.
3: Uh. Oh. yeah! So people got a double dose of This Is Your people Life. They were their leading in properly, I see. Yeah.
1: It's kind of do you like, think
3: they promoted it like that? Probably. Well,
2: what
1: do you think... Did Were they commercials for shows back then? They, yeah, I was like, did they do episodic commercials for TV shows back then? Or is it just like, you just expect, like, this is coming on, you know that.
3: Yeah. Uh, I think this is uh, still... This is just the tail end era of the, like, programs are sponsored by one product, like this the is, Craft Theater.
1: Yeah, this was all sponsored by one uh, product, because... So, like, uh, Father Knows Best started on CBS for a season, was canceled, then it was picked up by NBC, where it ran for three or four more seasons, and then canceled again, and uh, then picked up back by CBS for, like... Regular Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, a double, <laughs> like, because it was canceled twice and rescued twice, which is wild. Oh, the show's not done. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ABC <laughs> is next. Maybe we'll become a Hulu yeah. original next. Who knows? Yeah. I mean everything's getting canceled right now because we're in hell. Uh that dark?
3: <laughs> Brad, stop. I don't know what you're talking
1: about. <laughs> everything's fine. We're we're in nineteen fifty eight, it's all good. Um, it's, yeah, this is great. But yeah, like in every single era of the show was sponsored by a different, like one brand. Uh it's also wild. Well, this it, is the twenty eighth episode of the season. That's so much. You, how many did it go to? Oh,
3: oh god is no.
1: Uh, a medal for margaret imdb because there is no we- episode guide on wikipedia uh because i guess the f the uh fkb heads aren't super
3: into if, wikipedia. if you go to father knows com, they have the original episode descriptions from the production company oh my god Oh wow uh they're all in these giant pdf files but they're kind of entertaining to look at that's how we learned about the weaker sex oh wow <laughs> I mean, mean,
2: the lineup for shows that were nominated for comedy writing that year is kind of a murderer's row outside of Father's Knows Best. Oh, really? It's Jack Benny's show,
1: Phil Silver's
2: show, Mm -hmm. Father Knows Best, Ernie Kovacs' show, and Caesar's Hour.
1: Wow, that is amazing. And didn't Ernie Kovacs win that year? Phil Silver's. Oh, Phil Silver's one. Yeah, I made a so I made a database for this podcast where I went through all the Emmy nominate, comedy nominees for of all time. Yeah, uh, only only instances where a specific episode was nominated because it was very rare in the early days. Uh, but yeah, what a what a weird thing. Um, The exterior of the Anderson house is also the same house that was used as Major Nelson's house on I Dream of genie and that same exterior was also just appeared as a generic house on Bewitched as well as a bunch of other shows but those are the two that I've talked about on this podcast um on IMDB 21 FKB heads rated this episode a 7.7 7 out of 10 would y'all go higher lower or a 7.7 out of 10 just like sweet spot for this award nominated uh comedy <laughs> I'll <laughs> let Ramsey go first <laughs> uh...
3: I'm going to say that we should call them Father Knows Best Buddies. And I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to go a little bit lower. I'm going to go, I'm going to go six, but I'm also thinking about what the rest of these episodes are probably like. So I think six is a safe bet for me.
1: Yeah.
2: I I would say that's probably about what I would have said, too.
1: (laughs) I mean, also, but like comparing this, I love Lucy. This gets like a four, right? Like, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Is. I can't imagine
2: anyone who rated this on IMDb is under seventy-four years
3: old.
1: <laughs> no, I should go in there and throw down the curve.
3: Yeah, um, we should we should uh, get in there. I'll do it right now. <laughs> I would rather watch any of the other One nominated star. things. Oh my god. Oh no You're gonna get them on <laughs> you hey, man.
1: <laughs> must, other people, let, must other people Must other people see. Get must other people see this episode of television must they no No. there's so much
2: other stuff No.
1: so I will say if you're going to watch an episode of father knows best granted I have only ever seen I think max three episodes of father knows best maybe four Mm. there's a Christmas episode later in the run that is phenomenal where they like Go driving, they get stranded in a snowstorm, they get taken in by an old man in the house, but then like the mm. cops show up later and they're like, This old man is actually a squatter, he doesn't own this place, he's been lying to Whoa. you. But then I think also the old man might be Santa Claus, or the little girl thinks <laughs> he's Santa Claus. Like, it, Got it. it's kind of a just a it just keeps on giving gifts. And then I think like they they eventually like convince the cops just like let let Santa squat here just a little bit more. <laughs> like, <laughs> So if you're going to watch an episode of Father Knows Best, find that one. I don't remember what the name (laughs) of it is.
3: If you're going to watch a parody of This Is Your Life, this isn't even the best one. Go watch the Sid Caesar one. It's on YouTube. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah. Did This Is Your Life have like a... Did it ever have a comeback
1: like in the 60s or 70s or 80s? They
2: they did a reboot a few years ago, I think.
1: Because it is such... I don't know if it went. It is such like an ingrained part of the pop culture consciousness in terms of just yeah. like yeah. sitcoms and cartoons would do This Is Your Life. But I'm like, I don't know if I've ever actually watched, you know, unleaded, pure This Is Your Life before. I've only ever seen it in the context of like a Golden Girls riff or right. Saved by the Bell uh, or something. There have been a few revivals. I'm looking at the
2: Wikipedia page. 2008, Mark Burnett was going to do one. It didn't happen. Two thousand five, they ABC said Regis was going to do one, and then it, they announced he he said never mind, I don't want to do it. <laughs> Psych. And then they said they were going to look for another host, and then it never happened. <laughs> uh, and then they did two revivals in syndication in nineteen eighty three and some other time that I can't find. And, and is it always yeah. kind
1: of like um? Is it kind of like the Extreme Makeover Home Edition thing, where it's just like. People that are, you know, they're so good hearted, but down on their luck. Like it's normal people, not like a celebrity you're doing it for. Oh, no, there's celebrity ones. Oh.
2: Oh, I you should watch. There's I have a DVD of one of the seasons. I think my grandma gave it to me or something like that. But it's huh. fascinating. There's a the Lou Costello one, I think it is. She they very clearly like surprised him on set. And they're like, you have to come with us right now. <laughs> like, you need to leave that and come cool. with us. And he does not want to be there. And it's <laughs> very uncomfortable, but I, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure it's that episode. Oh, That sounds great.
1: It's fascinating. Yeah, I didn't know uh, that did it was Google celebrities. It. I thought it was just like, here's my school teacher, we're gonna
3: surprise her. But I guess celebrities is I more interesting. They, I believe they also did some norm normal people as well. Normies, yeah. I think it was a mixture, but okay. I, I don't know for sure. No
1: through girls around you get your cliff wyatts in to really absolutely pump up those uh numbers <laughs> uh, i'm assuming he was the old man in the shack in the christmas one. one oh ooh. i think they actually sunk cast with real santa on that
3: one. Oh, oh that's a good get
1: <laughs> i don't know so like um yeah 50 sitcoms I think this is only the third one I've ever done. I've done I, I love Lucy. I've done Life with Elizabeth Betty White's fifties uh, sitcom, mm-hmm. which is just a sketch mm-hmm. show essentially, mm-hmm. and it's really she's really good. Um, but it is also not a sitcom. It is a sketch, uh, sketch. It's very it weird. Thing. Um, and now this, huh. I'm gonna try and do more fifties shows because they are weird, fascinating, yeah, artifacts of history. Yeah, uh, yeah. little time capsules. Yeah. So where can people find you all on the internet if they want to talk to you about Father Knows Best and other fathers knowing things?
3: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RamseyESS is probably the best bet. Um, if you like old stuff, I'm about to launch a new podcast that uh, looks at old-timey radio shows. Uh, Fibber McGee and Molly? Touch... Yep, that's actually one of the first ones we're doing. A bunch of crap falling out of a favorite. closet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Uh, it's called don't touch that dial and you can find it at don't touch that yeah. Can't wait. That's
2: great. I used to listen to old radio shows to fall asleep at night when I was a kid I used to have like cassette tapes and CDs and would just like listen to them and it would like lull me off to dreamland um, great. You can you can find me on Twitter at Patrick Cotner, P-A-T-R-I-C-K-C-O-T-N-O-I-R or on Instagram just at Cotner.
1: um, yeah you know, just living life. <laughs> living life. <laughs> that does it for this episode of Must Have Scene TV. Thanks again to my guests, Patrick Cotner and Ramsey S. Yes, for dropping by and talking about Father Knows Best with me. Next time, I'll be discussing the Dick Van Dyke Show episode, It May Look Like a Walnut. It May Look Like a Walnut as in season two. It is episode 20, and you can stream that on Hulu or Prime Video. Until then, I want to hear from all of you. Follow Must Have Seen TV on Twitter and Instagram, and let's talk about sitcoms. And I reiterate, if you want to watch live streams of classic sitcoms, give me your email address, somehow. Twitter, Instagram, email, must have seen tv at gmail.com so I can send you Zoom links. I wanted to actually do this at some point. I cannot make those Zoom links public because nasty, nasty teens find those links and then they do nasty, nasty things to those chats. <laughs> and I want to avoid that. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Apple at White. Read my words at decider.com. Thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Thanks to y'all for listening and I'll see ya next time I must have seen TV
0: imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time